Hello everyone, welcome to or welcome back to Reforming Our Faith. I have missed you guys, I haven't uploaded since October, and I'm sorry because in that episode I was like, oh, I'm going to start being consistent and this and this and this, and uh, I wasn't, and I'm sorry. But you know, I think today is going to make up for it. Okay, we have a really long and exciting episode. It's a Q&A episode, um, and if y'all like episodes like this, let me know, DM me, and I'll do them frequently. Um, but I also want to apologize because before we hop in, I'm... I'm literally in my basement right now, like I'm sitting on my basement floor, and I know you could hear that sound in the background, and I'm sorry, and I'm so sorry, but I promise you it is the quietest room in my house, okay? I'm in a Hispanic household, so everywhere, even if I close the door and everything, you, you just hear everything that goes on in the house. So um, this is the best I could do, but, <laughs> and I know my mic is bad and all that stuff, and honestly, I feel like that's a big reason why I've been like, not as consistent as I wanted to be, um, but I know y'all don't care about that, okay? Y'all just care about the word, but um, I just began in my head, and I'm sorry, but anyways, um, hopefully this year I am a little more consistent than the last, <laughs> okay? But anyways, um, let's just hop right into this episode because um, I also asked if y'all wanted me to do one very long episode or split up in a two, split it up in two parts, and everybody wanted like one episode. So that's what we're gonna do. And I just wanted to thank everybody who asked a question. And um, on my Instagram, it means so much, and I can't wait to answer them. So let's get right into it. So the first person said, "I love your podcast, Genesis. And if you could talk about how you let go of certain habits." So first step of of letting go of a habit is you know obviously acknowledging it and accepting that you have. Uh, made a habit of something or a pattern or whatever Um, that is obviously the first and most crucial step but after that comes surrender because we cannot do these things alone it's by his strength but our discipline we are responsible for self-discipline we're responsible for focusing our eyes on him and we have to practice that we have to practice that self-discipline that self-control and we have to seek him for the strength to do so but we have to surrender, you know? Like, he will give us the strength to do these things, but we also have to do our part. And, and I wanna make a whole episode about that on how it's it's more of a relationship than a religion, you know? And in any relationship, you have to pull your part too, you know? And and God could pull both parts, but he's not gonna do that because you, you have to want to do so. You must have to choose so. Um, because if not, it's not true love. If he were to force you to surrender, if he were to force you to be uh, self-disciplined, if he were to force you to have self-control, if he were to force you to seek him, then that's not true love. You have to choose to do these things. And when you do these things, and when you surrender these things, that's when God can move most in your life. Um, Colossians chapter three, verses uh, one, two, three. The whole chapter is important, but it's a really long one. So I'm gonna cut it up into two parts. I'm gonna do, uh, verse 1 through 3, and then verse 17. Um, Since you have been raised to new life with Christ, set your sights on the realities of heaven, where Christ sits in the place of honor at God's right hand. Think about the things of heaven, not the things of the earth. For you died to this life, and your real life is hidden with Christ in God. And whatever you do or say, do it as a representative of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks through him to God the Father. So this means so when you focus your thing like your eyes on the things of God things change. And and I've heard something before where and I I, will, I think I wrote it somewhere in my notes and I'll probably get back to it but instead of focusing on not sitting focus your eyes on Jesus and that desire will go away. And that that goes for bad habits too. As you focus your eyes more on him as you seek him more as you surrender to him more that desire literally leaves your body so quickly and and it's like it sounds like almost impossible until it actually happens like i'm speaking from experience like when i when i heard people say that i was like no way until i really experienced that and i was like wow like they did not make that up it is quick it is quick as you mature and you grow in the spirit um second corinthians uh chapter 5 verse 17 says this means that anyone who belongs to christ has become a new person the old life is gone and new life has begun. So the word of God literally tells you, you are a new creation. You are made new. So those habits that you had, those worldly habits that were not from God, they no longer define you. They're no longer, you're no longer bound to them because your identity is made new in Christ. And once you know that and you kind of accept that and live that and walk that out, 
things change so quickly um because all things with god are possible um so once you start seeing it from that perspective of i'm no longer bound to those things i literally am given authority like jesus gives you authority over those things so when you look at it that way and you pray against it and you again have that self-control and that self-discipline to keep seeking him and surrendering it to him things change like i, I listen last uh or no sorry this sunday service this past sunday um my pastor was speaking about how you know he grabbed somebody from the crowd and said when surrender with god is sometimes he's going to give it back to you and you need to keep surrendering it and you need to come surrendering it and you need to keep surrendering it like surrender is not a one-time thing and i feel like i forget that a lot too like sometimes it's even just a simple test of faith you know like you need to continue to surrender surrender is a choice you make every single day not just once um and it was it was a beautiful sermon um that my pastor preached on this last weekend but that was what stuck out to me the most like he literally gave he used his bible right he gave it to somebody in the crowd the person in the crowd gave it back to him and then he gave it back to him and they went back and forth handing this bible uh back and forth and um and it just kind of showed how we sometimes forget like sometimes we you know when god gives something back to us instead of surrendering it back to him and back to him and back to him we kind of look at it in our hands are like okay fine we'll do what we think is best but that's not what god wants us to do again it's a simple test of faith he wants us to keep surrendering it and keep surrendering it and keep surrendering it um because that shows how much trust and faith you have in him all right moving on what made you give your life to christ so i think i talked about this before in one of my past episodes and i in the future i want to give a more in-depth uh version of my testimony um but it was definitely hitting rock bottom everybody's story looks different everybody's testimony looks different but mine i spent more than half of my life without an identity of my own and i talk about this a lot in my anxiety episode i was a people pleaser i was lost and i i had this longing to be loved and accepted for who i was but i didn't even really know who i truly was myself because I never had that form of like identity. Um, I, I kid you guys not, I was whoever I was around. You tell me your favorite color was red, I was gonna tell you same. And then I would turn around and if that person next to me said, oh, my favorite color is purple, I was gonna say same. Like I had no form of identity, I just wanted to be accepted. Um, and eventually after living life like that for so long, um, eventually something happened to me that it was just too big for me. Like that's the, that's the best way I could put it. Um, the burden was so heavy that I, it was kind of like, it was a burden that only Jesus could possibly carry. And that's exactly what he did. And um, for a long time after this thing had happened to me, I felt like I wasn't like deserving of God's love. I was like, there's no way. Um, but the burden got heavier and heavier and the void got emptier. And I was like, oh my goodness, like the, it, it's only getting bigger and I, I don't know what to do. And, um, and we all know about the story about how Jesus leaves the 99 for the one, and that's exactly what he did. Um, and it was just a rock bottom moment. And you know, there's a saying that like, oh, I hit rock bottom, and I realized that God was a rock at the bottom. And that's, ex- I-, I kid you not, that is exactly what happened to me. Um, and it's funny because when all these bad things happened to me, um, I was sometimes so angry and sometimes like, I. I just was full of so much regret um but now it's now that i'm with god and and to see how far i've come i don't feel that regret anymore because all those things made me who i who i am now and have pushed me to have a relationship with god if those things didn't happen if i never hit rock bottom i wouldn't be where i am with god today and i think it's a beautiful way to see your life like there's a lot of bad things that happen to us and a lot of the time it's kind of at our own hands like it's things that you know co- like consequences of our own actions or people doing it um doing bad things to us that we don't deserve um which say like you know says a lot more about them than it does us um because hurt people hurt people and we live in so much regret and so much pain and whatever but in reality you know, if you come to God, those things become so beyond worth it. It's insane. Okay. Anyways, I wanted to be, read a verse um, about that. So Matthew chapter 11, verses 28 
through 30. Then Jesus said, Come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you, because I am humble and gentle at heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy to bear, and the burden I give you is light. So I think that that's one of my favorite verses, to be honest, because that is why I came to God. My heart was so heavy. I had a burden a million times bigger than me um, and something I just couldn't possibly bear by myself. And he took that burden for me and, again, taught me to live in a, in a, in a way that I see those things worth it now. You know, even though they cause so much pain in the moment, God lifted me up, you know, and he healed me and he restored me and he reformed me um, into a completely different person. And I'm no longer bound to those things. He set me free in a way that I could have never let myself free um, or anything else for that matter, because I had even tried getting into like crystals. At some point, I thought having like a crystal necklace was going to heal me and meditating with chakras. And that's a whole different story for another day. Let me know if y'all want an episode on that. But there was a point where I got that lost and that would have never freed me the way that Jesus freed me because only Jesus could provide that for you. Um, next question, what helped you to grow closer in your walk with Christ? Um, okay, so that y'all remember what I said earlier, right? So I saw something recently that said, don't focus on not sinning, focus on growing closer to God and that desire to sin will fade away. Um, see, I knew I put it somewhere in my notes, <laughs> but I truly believe that this perspective can make all the difference in your relationship. Matthew chapter 6, verse 33 says, Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously, and he will give you everything you need. Um, so when we focus our eyes on God, um, things change. And, and I feel like sometimes when you are a baby Christian, um, you kind of try to take everything into your own hands and whatever. But again, we're not meant to do this alone. Um, you're meant to surrender it to God, and he gives you the strength, and you build a relationship with him. But exactly, you build a relationship with him um it's something that will keep growing and growing and growing and that fire will will, will burn brighter um but again you need to focus your eyes on him you need to seek first the kingdom of god above all else um and he will give you everything that you need so it's hard because i feel like like i said a lot of times we try to take things into our own hands but once i stop start whoa once i stopped taking things into my own hands and put it into god's hands instead Again, everything changed for me. My walk with God became so different. Um, it just changed um, because he was in control. Uh, this kind of ties in with the next question. Advice for someone, some, well, <laughs> why can I not read today? Advice for some of us struggling to read the Bible daily. Um, don't rely on motivation alone, okay? Um, I used to do that. And once I stopped doing that, it changed a lot of things for me. We need to learn to pray even though we don't feel like praying. Even when we feel tired or weak, we have to seek him no matter what. Even no, Listen, no matter what season you're in or what you're battling, um, because you're not doing it um, alone. So I feel like if, if, if you let the enemy discourage you, right, in the way that, you know, because you're tired, because you feel weak, before, because you whatever, that's exactly what the enemy wants, you know? And when you do it in despite of what you feel, like, okay, I'm tired, I'm weak, I'm discouraged, but I'll still seek God. Guys, the enemy is so mad. He is so mad. Like, listen, like I said, no matter what season or what battle you're fighting, you're not doing it alone. You know, you're really not. He is literally holding your hand, gripping so tightly onto you and walking with you. Even when you don't feel him, even when you don't see him, he's there. And he's fighting those battles with you and you need to pray even when you don't feel like it because there's something keeping you from praying you know because there's so much power in prayer and like I said that's what that's why the enemy is so happy when he makes us feel weak and tired and we don't see God that's exactly what he wants but is he angry okay is he angry when he sees us seeking God even even in despite of what we feel he is so angry y'all he is so and that's why you gotta do it anyways do it anyways don't rely on that motivation alone um uh, I have a verse for that first Corinthians uh chapter 9 verses 24 through 27 don't you realize that in in a race everyone runs but only one person gets the prize so run to win all athletes are disciplined in their training 
They do it to win a prize that will fade away, but we do it for an eternal prize. So I run with purpose in every step. I am not just shadow boxing. I discipline my body like an athlete training to do what it should. Otherwise, I fear that after preaching to others, I might, I whoa, others, I I myself might might be disqualified. I'm, I can't read today, but like it says, I discipline my body like an athlete training it to do what it should. We should be seeking God every day of our life, again, despite the season, despite the battle. And we need to have that self-discipline like an athlete. I go to the gym, and there's been a lot of times where I haven't wanted to go to the gym, okay? There's a lot of times where I'm tired, I'm sore, I don't want to, but I'm going to do it anyways because I have that self-discipline. And that same self-discipline that you have in the gym or to do anything, to do school, to do to do a job, you know, if you have a job, whatever that same self-discipline apply it to your relationship with god okay apply it to your relationship with god next question what advice for new believers what direction should they take to grow um i think the most important thing 100 percent, is getting in your word okay i know for some new believers it could be a little bit intimidating i guess to get into their you know into your word but it's so crucial and i advise starting in the new testament uh, specifically um the gospels and also listen getting in community is so important and a lot of people and a lot of christians um sometimes feel like they don't need community but we really do need community we need to surround ourselves with like-minded people people that are on the same path as us on the same road as us trying to you know get closer to god and wanting to push those around them to get closer to god that is extremely important um as far as reading your word goes listen i recommend starting in the new testament um some christians believe that you should start from genesis to revelation but i do think it's really important to read the gospels matthew mark luke and john which are the first four uh, chapters of the new testament because that is where you know you learn most about jesus and uh what he did on his time on earth and his sacrifice i just think it's really important to start there okay i think it's really really important to start there um and if you need to listen I know sometimes there's a lot of shame in the Christian community for those who read like a NLT version or like an NIV, like an easier version that's not the King James version. But listen, don't care about what they say, okay? If you need to read something that makes it a little easier to digest, do it. It is fine. You could always read those things later, okay? Because you should be reading the Word of God for the rest of your life, okay? Um, so eventually, when you finish it in the easier translation, you get yourself a harder translation, and you will always have that you know, older Bible with the easier translation to look back on. And that's literally what I'm doing. Okay, my brother gifted me an NLT version. Um, and I've been reading the New Living um, Translation. Um, and I can't wait to, you know, move up to the King James Version. And I will. But, you know, I'm reading it first in the NLT. And I think there's no shame in that. Um, so anybody else out there that, you know, might be a little bit intimidated um, reading the Bible because of the translation. Listen, just start on an easier translation. There's no shame in that. Um, you're still getting in the Word of God. Um, and again, eventually you will move up to something a little harder and you will, you know, whatever. You'll grasp it a lot easier because you'll have something to look back on. But yes, get in your Word. First um, Corinthians chapter 15, verse 33 says, Who you surround yourself with and let influence he was extremely important. Wait. And the influence he was extreme. Yeah. Don't be fooled by those who say such things for bad company corrupts good character. Um, that's why I say that community is very important. Because if you want to, as a new believer, right, get closer to Christ, but surround yourself with people who are dragging you further from Christ, it's going to make walking with Christ very difficult for you. So I think it's really important to surround yourself with people who will want to push you closer instead of drag you farther. Um, and like the Bible says, bad, com- well, bad company corrupts good character. Um, misery loves company. Okay, that is something that my dad has always told me and I think it's very important. Um, if you surround yourself with people who, again, are miserable because they aren't filled with the Holy Spirit, they aren't filled with the joy which is God, um, it's going to drag you down because it loves company. So be in, and it, it doesn't even have to be church, you know, and I, I think it should be. Um, but if you want to start small, you know, if you want to, you know, work your way up, it's perfectly fine. You know, I had a friend who was, you know, she felt like she wasn't ready for church. She was scared to jump in and, you know, 
we did our own thing for a little bit and then boom we started going together so if you need to start small that is perfectly fine but i promise you you know church is so beautiful and and i love my church so much and i'm and not in like an idolization way you should never idolize your church or your pastor but in a way that i just love to have that community and that support and and so don't shy away from trying you know listen I when I started going to church for the first time, I went with a friend and we didn't like the first church we we went to. It felt very abs, uh, absent of the Holy Spirit, um, and we kept looking and we found our home church and we love it so 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 much. Um, and so there's no shame in you know trying a church and if you don't like it, keep looking. You know, um, I think that's why a lot of people get scared to start going to church because they they're scared that you know the first church they go to they don't like, um, and the first church you might go to you might like, and if you don't, that is perfectly fine. You keep looking until you find a home church. There's no shame in that. So, I do think it should be church. But if you want to take those baby steps, that's perfectly fine. But surround yourself with people who love Christ. Um, as a new believer, it's very important. Uh, another verse for that Proverbs 27 verse 17 as iron sharpens iron so a friend sharpens a friend so make sure the people and things that you surround yourself with push you closer to God not pull you away because if iron sharpens iron what do you think you know so, you know something will dull you out you know a friend sharpens a friend now if somebody again misery loves company somebody that's not really your friend because they don't love Christ and they're envious of you and your walk and want to drag you down and I don't, honestly I don't even think that it's like I think that it's not necessarily an envious thing. I, I do think there are cases where a person's envy will try to hold you back from Christ. But I also think that it's just, like sometimes the enemy will use those closest to you. You know, if you're a new believer and, and you have a lot of worldly friends or worldly family members, sometimes the enemy will try to use them to get to you, to discourage you, to hurt you. And you can't let that happen. You need to pray for them. You need to um, fight in the spirit for them. But... There are cases where it will simply be an envious friend or an envious family member. Forgive them for they don't know what they do. Pray for them. Love them, you know, and and um, and surround yourself with people who will push you further instead of pull you farther. Um, okay, next question. What are your goals for the future? Um, honestly, just continuing to grow closer to God. I feel like every day is a chance and an opportunity to grow in your faith and learn more about God. I um, I never want to become a stagnant or too comfortable Christian. Um, I want to constantly be evolving in a more, or constantly evolving into a more Christ-like version of myself. And of course, um, I'm not going to lie to y'all though, there's the obvious answer of and goals of like, one day becoming a wife and a mother. Um, but, <laughs> you know, that's in God's timing. Um, what I could do now is just continuing to grow in Him and in His Word. Um, another question, what are some daily habits that have helped you improve your relationship with God? Um, constant communication, uh, throughout the day, not just, you know, a prayer in the morning and night, I'll pray and talk to him throughout the day. Um, it's important to invite him in every single little moment in your day, um, in your life. And that's when you feel his presence the most. And sorry, y'all. I know y'all hear me moving around. My legs asleep. I'm sorry. Again, I'm sitting on my ba my basement floor. Um, but anyways, yeah, I think it's really important to just invite him in, in every little way, um, every little aspect of your life. Um, even though he sees things, like there there'll be times where like I'll be like, did you see that? Like, and I know he saw that, but I, like I'm still just just to communicate with him, just to talk to him. Um, in the new year. Um, I want to, I mean, this kind of going back to the last question, what are some goals for the future? I want to fix my sleep schedule because, y'all, it has not been good, okay? Um, and I definitely want to get in the habit of making the word the first thing that I get to. So I have two little, I have one little journal, which is like a 365 days of prayer for anxiety and uh, depression. And then I have a, another little journal that my sister actually got me this Christmas uh, that calls that's whoa that is called um i believe always jesus um and it's like kind of a devotional you know once every uh one every day right so i've made it a habit that's this first thing i mean we're only three days into january but y'all oh, listen still you know it's in the process of creating a really good habit so the first thing i, I do in the morning is read that um but trying my best to stay in his word as much as possible um 
improves your relationship um, or improves my relationship a lot and it will improve yours too. Um, I also want to talk to y'all real quickly about the Jesus Challenge. So there's this girl, her name is uh, Madeline, I believe, um, and she started this like Jesus Challenge and it starts for journaling, exp- uh, well, it starts, it stands for journaling, experience, uh, study, understanding, and speak. Um, and so you first journal your you know thoughts to God, you journal a prayer, you just talk to him. Um, then you experience him, you put on some worship music, uh, then you study his word, she posts the scriptures um, on her Instagram. Um, then you do a little understanding, which is like uh, that scripture that you studied, you answer three questions. So it's, uh, what does this teach you about God? What does this teach you about yourself? And how can you apply this to your life? And then the last uh, step is speak. So you speak it out loud and uh, vocally, you know, in prayer. Um, and I love it so much and it has really helped me improve my relationship with God because it has held me accountable. I started it in December. That was my first time doing the challenge and it has changed so much because it just helped me um, get closer to God. Um, and again, I would just hold myself accountable um, to be doing that. And I think it, it could help a lot of new believers. So, um, so yeah. Uh, next question. How many times did you stumble in your faith? Uh, sorry, wait. In your sin before fully devoting, uh, fully devoting to a fully godly life. Um, listen, sin is something that we are always going to struggle with as Christians. Um, we will always fall short, which is never an excuse to sin or continue to sin. But it's important to know that stumbling will happen, but Christ will always encounter us with forgiveness and help us back up. Um, but to to answer that question, I spent from August 2020 to January 2023 very lukewarm which is not something that I'm proud of but I know that a lot of Christians unfortunately struggle with the same thing so I spent a lot of time just stumbling and stumbling and stumbling and just struggling with the same things the same sins before fully deciding that I'm going to give my life to Christ um I just realized that I didn't want to keep getting only 50 percent of God I was I was getting 50 percent of God because I was only giving like five percent of myself and that's crazy like God is so good that even though you're giving so little of you, there will be times where he'll show you 50%, times where he'll show you 75, times where he'll show you 100 times, like, percent, right? Um, even if you're only giving a little bit because that's how good he is. But, again, that's only sometimes because he, he can only do so much, you know, because if you don't give him a lot to work with, there's only so much he could do. Um, and he, he could do those things, but he's not going to because, again, it's a relationship. So although he could because he's literally God and he could do whatever he wants, he won't because that's not fair to him you know like if you're only giving five percent of you and expecting 50 percent of god imagine that was you in a relationship that's not fair you know but when you give a when you give god 100 percent and you receive 100 percent of him all the time my goodness wow life changes like there's a lot of times where i'm like dang why didn't i fully devote sooner you know and not because of the blessings but because of the love and the joy that you feel in despite of all seasons like it like it's not even like a material thing or like what god provides you with um he is jehovah jireh and he will provide but it's the simple things that are just the biggest ones you know like it's the simplicity of that joy that he gives you and that love that just sometimes made me really think like what was i waiting for in jumping into a relationship with god like what was i waiting for life is so much more peaceful and loving and even when it's not peaceful it's peaceful. Like, I don't know how to explain it. Like, even when I'm in the midst of a storm, I'm in the middle of a storm, I'm literally hanging on to the thread, which is God, and I'm just holding on to him to, with your life. I'm just like, I'm going to be okay. I never had that before. Like, even when I'm not, like, when, when the things are not peaceful, I am at peace. Like, even when things are not peaceful, they are peaceful. Because that is just literally what it, like, it's so beyond comprehension, y'all. So beyond comprehension. <sighs> Next question. What helps you overcome moments of feeling anxiety? So anxiety is still something that I struggle with pretty frequently. Um, but I found that the way that I handle it after coming to Christ is completely different. Um, now I can look at my anxieties and my fears and my worries literally dead in the face. Okay? I don't allow it to consume me, nor I, nor do I kneel before it like I once did. Um, and what helps me overcome anxiety is usually prayer. Listen, worship music um, helps so much too. Um, and I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, every time I pray that my anxiety goes away immediately. Um, cause that's not true. That's not necessarily true. But when it doesn't go away, there's this knowledge and confidence that that feeling isn't going to last forever. Okay. Because if anybody who like has anxiety, you will know 
when I like when I used to be anxious, like I was like, oh my goodness, like I, I felt like I was just gonna be there forever. Like there was no escaping my thoughts. There was no escaping where I was at that time. Like now it's like I may be anxious. I'll close my eyes and I'll pray, and if it doesn't go away right away, I have like this faith and like this like knowledge that like I will be okay. Maybe not right now in this current moment, but I will be. And God is with me, and He's gonna give me strength. And like it literally tests your faith in a way that like just helps you grow so much closer to God because you're relying, like you're speaking to him so much more too. Like if you're constantly seeking God when you're anxious or you're depressed, you're you're in constant communication with him. You're always speaking to him. And I never even saw it like that until like, you know, one conversation with my friend where she was like, listen, like think about it. Like, cause I was telling her like, bro, like I still struggle with anxiety and sometimes it makes me like frustrated. And she was like, why are you frustrated though? Like it makes you communicate with God a million times more. Um, and I'm like, you, you know what? You're kind of right. Like, I'm constantly praying, and I'm, I'm, you know, I'm telling the Lord, the Lord, please, like, take this burden away from me. Like, you've already set me free, you know. And so it, you know, I feel like that's what changes too, because changes a lot too. Because sometimes, like, I feel like when I was a baby Christian, I would pray about it, and if it didn't go away in that moment, I was like, wow, like, it would make me doubt, it would frustrate me, it would make me angry, and I don't look at it that way anymore, like, if I pray about my anxiety and it doesn't go right away, like, go away right away, I have this faith and this confidence, like, I know that I'm okay in this current moment, whatever happens, even if my worst fear, even if what I'm really anxious about does happen, I got nothing to worry about, I got nothing to worry about, because I'm with God, and that, like, in itself helps me calm down, like, a lot more, um, Second Timothy, verse uh chapter one verse seven for god has not given us a spirit of fear and timid uh timidity 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 i can't say that timidity but of power love and self-discipline uh philippians chapter four verses six through seven don't worry about anything instead pray about everything tell god what you need and thank him for all he has done then you will experience god's peace which exceeds anything we can understand his peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in christ jesus first peter uh, chapter 5 verse 7 give all your worries and cares to god for he cares about you john 14 verse 20 uh, 27 i am leaving you with a gift peace of mind and heart and the peace i give is a gift the world cannot give so do not be troubled or afraid matthew 6 um chapter 6 verse 27 can all your worries add a single moment to your life matthew 6 verse 34 so don't worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will bring its own worries today's trouble is enough for today listen like y'all see this like repeating pattern like joshua verse 1 I mean, sorry, chapter one, verse nine. For my command, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Psalms 94, verse 19. When trouble filled my mind, you comfort me and renewed hope and cheer. How many How many verses is that? I don't even know how many verses is that. But how many times does God repeat? He is with us. He cares about us. We should not worry. Worry does not add a single hour to our life. Do not worry. This is so. This is God constantly telling us in his word. Do not worry. Do not worry. Do not worry. Do not worry. I got it. God's got it. Okay? And and praying those scriptures too while you're anxious, life-changing. Life-changing. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> How does music play into your walk? Have you given up things? Do you miss old music? What are your thoughts? In the beginning of my walk, I'm not going to lie, when I was a baby Christian, I was still listening to secular music, okay? Because I, it never led me to sin or, like, tempted me. So I continued to listen to it. But over time, my perspective changed. Total 180, okay? Um, oh, my goodness. I don't know if y'all heard that, but something dropped downstairs. It was so loud. All right. Um, it changed, okay? My perspective changed because the more that I listened to it, the more convicted I felt because the songs... I was listening to went completely against what I then believed in or will now believe in but you know um and it's funny because the way that it happened um I remember I was just having this conversation with my brother and he he said it he was like oh like you know posting scriptures but you know you'd be rocking a bad bunny or something like that and I remember like that little fire in me and I got so angry and like we got into like an argument of sorts and, like, I just felt my body, like, it was so weird. It was so weird. Like, I was in the car just typing because we were, ha we were really having this conversation on, like, iMessages, you know? 
and not on message i think it was like on instagram or something and i was so angry and like i felt like i was on fire and like i was shaking as i was typing like what are you talking like you know and i was like pointing the finger and like oh you're not perfect blah, 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 like things like that but then i took a step back and i was like hold up because why did that like why did that offend me so much why did that convict me so much and you know i agree that obviously like it it you know that's not something that i would say to somebody you know like love my brother and all but like i also wouldn't be like oh like disqualify somebody's faith that way in the way of like you know not righteousness and, and not to say that i like okay there's a difference between judgment you know with love and care and righteous judgment um i didn't feel like in that moment and maybe this was like a text thing you know like over text you can't really tell if somebody's like you know how they're speaking or their tone of voice but I don't think that that text message conversation that I had with my brother, I don't think it was righteous judgment. I do think it was like, you know what I'm saying? Um, maybe not so righteous, um, but nonetheless, it opened my eyes in a way that I needed my eyes to be opened. Um, and after then, I literally deleted all my playlists. I stopped listening to secular music as a whole. Um, now, you know, I will sometimes listen to really old Justin Bieber, like Baby, back you know like one direction um occasionally but you know i'm talking about secular music like rap and bad bunny and like i used to listen to a boogie and toy lanes and all those people um yeah no i don't have any playlist of that anymore but um but yeah like that that was what completely changed my perspective um and i and i don't judge any christian who doesn't cut off secular music you know of their life like again i wouldn't disqualify them in the way that like oh you listen to so and so um you must not be christian because i I do think that we all have our own struggles and um when you grow up listening to music a certain type of music your whole life um it is very hard to let it go so i sympathize with them um and like i said i don't think i would confront them you know in an unrighteous way the same way that my brother kind of confronted me but um i would definitely encourage them and uh you know talk to them and um kind of advise them in a, in, in a loving way of like hey like this music is not good for you it doesn't like align with what you believe in um in a more loving way than my brother did but it's different with siblings you know what i'm saying like he he could say that to me and it's a little bit different because we're again tough love okay I, he's, he's a brother okay tough love um and i and i I don't know, like I said, I'm so grateful for that conversation um, because it opened my eyes and, and led me to give up all that secular music. But yeah, continuing on. Um, I hope I made some sense there. But <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I won't lie. In the beginning, it was difficult um, because somebody, you know, in the question you asked if I missed the old music, um, it was difficult uh, in the beginning. But over time, I found that more, like as I found more and more Christian music that I loved, like Christian R&B and Christian rap, it became much easier um i won't lie there has been times like i said that i listen to you know like i I miss the music i used to listen to but i know that that's not my like that's not my spirit okay that's my flesh and i know that i could discern that um why would i want to listen to anything that doesn't glorify god you know you know like i said sometimes i'll listen to a little old jb you know like here and there you know for the nostalgia but very rarely you know very very rarely um my main concern is again like love songs that's fine you know as long as it doesn't have cuss words and you know all this like ungodly stuff you know um but yeah i mean i i personally don't do it but if you're a christian and you know you struggle to let like go secular music i really advise that you do because like like i said um why would you want to listen to anything that doesn't glorify god um and yeah um next question view on john chapter one verse one uh so i wrote it down in the beginning was the word and the word was with god and the word was god the same was in the beginning with god all things were made by him and without him was not anything made that was made that was made in him was life and the life was the light of men and the light shineth in the darkness and the darkness uh comprehended it not um i kind of went past that um i think that was verse one through five um but this is one of my favorite verses because it's obviously talking about Jesus. And as we know, Jesus is God in the flesh. He is all man and all God. And this verse goes to show the unity, which is the triune God. So God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Um, Jesus was there with the Father in the beginning. And all things were made by him. And I think that is beautiful. And that is, again, one of my other like, one of my other favorite verses. Um, 
I just love it so much. It's beautiful. Um, and yeah, moving on. Uh, what's the sin you most struggle with uh, now, right? So uh, I will say that, you know, different seasons come with different struggles. Um, I made a video this year, earlier, th- sorry, this year, I forgot we're in 2024. Earlier in 2023, so earlier last year, um, when I, you know, first made my TikTok, um, it's a really old video where I was talking about the sins I struggled with the most at that time. And it's crazy how I no longer struggle with most of the things that I talked about in that video, but struggle with different things. Um, but yeah, different uh, seasons come with different struggles. Um, but generally, right now, I think that I struggle with, uh, what I struggle with the most is surrender. Um, and the way, listen, I'm, a, I'm like, I'm a complete control freak. And I think that that's just a huge struggle for me. Um, I don't like the feeling of not knowing things, um, like what comes next, and I don't handle change very well, um, which can sometimes affect my faith and trust in God, but it's something that I'm working on daily with God, and, I'm def- and I've definitely made a lot more progress than how I used to be, so all glory to God, but I think that's, that's more, like full surrender and just like, just accepting change and embracing things a little bit better, um, I think that's what I struggle with the most as of right now, um, and self-discipline sometimes too because i get into these seasons especially right now like it's so cold right here in jersey um if y'all did not know i live in jersey and so seasonal depression y'all um it hits sometimes and that completely takes a toll on my motivation um and that's like like, something i'm struggling with right now but um again you can't rely on motivation alone so i've been really relying on self-discipline and self-control um, which has also helped my relationship with God recently. So, yeah, moving on. What Bible study method um, do you use? Personally, I've been doing the Jesus Challenge that I talked about earlier, but I also do, like, before, prior to finding Jesus Challenge, I love the SOAP method, which is scripture, observation, application, prayer. So you would write down a scripture, you would write down an observation, how you can apply it, and you write a prayer. Um, that's kind of the only one that I have used, um, but I love it so much. And, um, and yeah. So if you don't want to do the Jesus challenge, uh, definitely do the soap method when studying the Bible um, and research of other methods. You know, um, that's just the one that I use personally. Uh, Firmament, firmament, firmament. Okay, you know what, y'all? I think y'all know what I mean. Firmament. I think I'm saying that right. And outer space. <laughs> hey, I love how they put space in quotes. Um, this is a topic that interests me so much. But to be honest, I don't know where I stand with as like you know as far as the flat earth goes and you know all that stuff like um i love 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 talking about it um but i i I don't know like you know it's not something that we 100 percent know for sure you know um because different people say different things and different people um you know there's certain people that say that you know we're living on flat earth that's like a dome um some people say that it's like a circle um some people say that um like back then like there's christians that believe both okay there's christians that believe that we live on a flat earth and there's christians that believes that you know whoa that (laughs) that they believe that um that that's not true that we don't live on a flat earth i don't know where i stand um i love talking about it um i love finding out more and just doing more research but i i genuinely just don't know where i stand to be honest i'm I'm being honest here with y'all i really don't know where i stand um as far as aliens, though, um, that's like a topic I do. I don't believe aliens are real. I believe they're just demons. Um, and continuing on. Okay. Um, how do you do a spiritual warfare? I remain on that firm foundation. Okay. No doubt about it. No matter how hard it gets, no matter how tired I am, I never once doubt God's goodness. I have learned that his goodness is not defined nor limited to even the deepest valley or the highest mountain. Um, I wrote that recently on like moving with God, um, my Instagram, and I think it's the biggest thing I learned last year. Um, and that perspective completely changed how I deal with spiritual warfare. Um, I no longer. How do I? How do I say this? Um, I no longer let spiritual warfare discourage me the way that it once did. Because I know that if he did it once, okay, he'll do it again. If he hasn't filled me now, he's not going to start now, you know? Um, no season, no spiritual warfare, no storm 
last forever. So I remained in prayer and remind me, well, remind me, nice, remind myself of his faithfulness. Because like I said, if he hasn't failed you before, he most definitely will start now. So if you're struggling with spiritual warfare, I love you. God loves you. Don't give up. Like I said, he hasn't failed you before. You're not going to start now. And he is not defined by your season or your storm. He is beyond that. Um, he, his goodness is not defined by those things. So keep reminding yourself in the midst of the storm, in the midst of a really hard season, that he is good. And keep your eyes focused on him. And remind yourself of his faithfulness and that he will never, ever, 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 ever fail you. Nice question. Um, oh, snap. I lost where I was. Oh, um, how to do with people trying to get in your head. Discernment. Okay, pray for discernment. And pray for those who are trying to get in your head. Um, if you can't, you know, if you can, try to distance yourself if possible. Um, if not possible, continue to pray uh, to God for that strength. Um, to block out any distractions or temptations, any lies or tactics of the enemy. Um or that the enemy is trying to use by getting into your head. Because, uh, like I said earlier in the in this episode, sometimes the enemy will use those closest to you to get in your head. Um, and like I said, if, if you can distance yourself, great. But I know that sometimes it, it's literally a family member or you know somebody that you can't distance yourself from. So like I said, pray for them. Pray for strength. And, um, and you will get through it. Uh, Isaiah verse... Oh, sorry. Isaiah chapter 41 verse 17... But in that coming day, no weapon turned against you will succeed. You will silence every voice raised up to accuse you. These benefits are enjoyed by the servants of the Lord. Their vindiction will come from me. I, the Lord, have spoken. So no weapon formed against you will prosper. Okay. You will silence the voice of every, raised up. You will silence every voice raised up to accuse you. So have faith in God and his faithfulness and know that no lie or tactic from the enemy will succeed for you serve the lord um okay so this okay so this next question um somebody said i heard the question before if somebody if someone kills a baby and hasn't been baptized yet but the killer repents before he dies does that mean the killer goes to heaven and the baby to hell since it wasn't baptized um, I can assure you that baptism does not equal salvation, okay? Um, you can be baptized and go to hell, and in the same way, go to heaven and not be baptized. Salvation, and I say that, because, and I know that might ruffle some feathers, but salvation is from Christ, okay? And Christ alone. The baby is certainly going to heaven, for it was murdered and it was innocent. And if the murderer truly did come to Christ and repented for his sins, then yes, he is also forgiven and will be in heaven. Now, if the, you know, if the murderer got baptized because he thought that that was the only way that he was going to get into heaven, um, and he wasn't looking to Christ for that salvation, um, if he wasn't genuine, if he was, you know, like that type of thing, um, then he's not. But only God knows the heart in this situation, right? Only God would know the heart of the murderer, um, and whether or not they you know truly repented and are truly seeking forgiveness and are truly looking to lord to the lord for salvation um but i don't know where you heard that before but i i can assure you okay listen baptism is an outward expression of an inward change okay a baptism is expressing what the lord has done and who you serve and and you just being a new creation but it's an expression it does not mean that you are saved because you are saved by the grace of god alone through Jesus' sacrifice, through what Jesus did, like I said, that, well, cross, that is where salvation, is come from, salvation comes from. Um, now, I do think that if you are a true believer of Christ, you should be baptized. Um, you know, there's a, uh, I think it's an Acts where it says, what are you waiting for? Go get baptized. Um, I forget where in Acts it says that, but I, I believe it's a, it's a verse in Acts. Um, but I wouldn't say that if you're a Christian and you die and you don't get baptized, you're going to hell for that. No, I, I genuinely don't believe that. I think that if you truly have accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, it doesn't matter whether or not you're baptized or all those things, you know, you are saved. As long as you believe in God and you declare him Lord and Savior over your life and follow his commandments. And because you know what they say, okay, not what they say, what the Bible says, 
faith without works is dead. So, you know, if you truly believe in God and declare him, again, Lord and Savior over your life, you will follow his commandments um, because of the faith that you have in him that will show in the fruits of your labor and the fruits of your spirit and all that stuff. Um, sorry, not the fruits of your labor, fruits of your spirit. <laughs> I don't know why I said fruits of your labor. Well, that, no, that too. Because, um, again, faith without works is dead. Um, that will show. Um, but, yeah, so... Yeah, that I think that's where that's where that question ends. Okay. Uh, through seasons of isolation, what helps to focus on Jesus and not on your feelings? Um, I think that comes down to perspective. Um, I've learned to be appreciative of the seasons where it's just me and God, and I know there's always a reason for his isolation. Um, I'll lean on him instead of my own understanding, with confidence and security um in god's plan and will for me um proverbs chapter 3 verse 5 says trust in the lord with all your heart do not depend on your own understanding romans 8 verse um, chapter 8 verse 28 says and we know that god causes everything to work together for the good of those who love god and are called according to his purpose for them um so when i'm alone and i'm isolated with god i just have this faith and confidence that it's for a reason and that when he brings me out of this season of isolation um he's gonna move in my life and move in the lives of those around me um because again there's a reason to his isolation so yeah that perspective has completely changed how i see those times alone because i used to dread them um i used to dread seasons of isolation and now i'm not gonna lie as crazy as it sounds i kind of look forward to it now um i really do look forward to it um what ways to help us walk in the spirit and not in the flesh? Um, it's something that's always going to be uncomfortable in the beginning, especially as a new believer. But as you grow and mature in your relationship with Christ, denying your flesh daily and picking up your cross becomes easier and easier and easier. Um, Luke uh, chapter 9 verse 28 says, um, Then he said to the crowd, If any of you wants to be my follower, you must give up your way, take up your cross daily and follow me um galatians i kind of split it up because it's a long chapter so definitely read the whole chapter um galatians chapter 5 but i split it up from verses 16 through 17 and then 28 through 26 so i say let the holy spirit guide your lives then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves the sinful nature wants to do evil which is just the opposite of what the spirit wants and the spirit gives us desires that are opposite of what the sinful nature de uh, desires these two forces are constantly fighting each other. So you are not free to carry out your good intentions. Um, so you are not free yet to carry out your good intentions. Gentleness and self-control. This There is no law against these things. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have nailed the passions and the desires of their sinful nature to his cross and crucified them there. Since we are living by the Spirit, let us follow the Spirit's leading... Yeah, follow the spirits leading in every part of our lives. Let us not be conceited or provoke one another or be jealous of one another. So, um, so yeah, you have to come into this understanding and acceptance and acknowledgement that, like the scripture says, those two forces are constantly going to be fighting against each other. But, like I said earlier in this in this episode, it's your responsibility to put your foot down. And to ask God for strength and surrender, yes, and surrender all these things to him. But you also have to do your part of that self-control, um, that self-discipline. And reminding yourself of these two scriptures will change so much because he says, if you want, um, if any of you wants to be my follower, you must, you must. He says, you must give up your own way, take up your cross daily and follow me. So those two scriptures help me a lot with that. Okay. Uh, for someone whom has committed great sins how do you atone for it uh there's nothing that we can do to atone for for our own sins because our sins have been atoned for by jesus whether the sin is the smallest or the greatest it has ever been, um like in the world right it has already been paid for by jesus on that cross our job is to seek him and, our, and to repent so for our great sins and our, for our little sins we must repent for them seek god um ask for forgiveness and he and but it, they they have already been paid for on that cross but nonetheless we need to repent and accept that sorry y'all i'm shifting this floor 
is hurting me now. <laughs> like, I've been here. We are 54 minutes in, okay? Um, <laughs> I feel like I'm glued to this floor right now. Okay, uh, but yes, our sins have been atoned for. They have been paid for on the cross by Jesus, but we need to seek him and repent. Um, but like I said, there's nothing that we can do. It is not by our works. It is by faith alone. Um, so yes, okay. Next question. Uh, what to do when preparing for a relationship? God must be the one preparing you. Okay, as a man, you should be becoming an Ephesians 5 man and learning to lead um, your woman, right? And women should be learning to submit and become a Proverbs uh, 31 woman. Um, overall, seek God first for that preparation and do your part. Um, I've been talking about that a lot in this episode. Do your part in becoming um, these people. Let God prepare you um, in whatever season that may be, okay? He's putting you in these seasons to prepare you and to make you an Ephesians 5 man, an Ephesians 5 man and a Proverbs 5 woman. Um, and yeah, that is that is how you prepare for a relationship. You trust in the, in the Lord. Um, let him prepare you and guide you and lead you and um, let him put that relationship on his timing and on not on your own. Um, somebody asked, uh, are you new to your walk with Christ? Kind of, yes. I started to take my uh, relationship with him seriously like uh, around a, a year ago. So <sighs> last year, <laughs> literally January of last year, <laughs> which is crazy. Uh, yeah, January of last year, I started to take my... my uh, relationship with god uh truly truly seriously um so yes um okay so these are kind of i bunched these questions together somebody asked me are you catholic is there a particular denomination so one question is are you catholic second question is there a particular denomination of christianity that you uh, ascribe to just curious next question what denomination church do you go to and then next question do you pray in spanish or in english so i'm non-denominational um, I go to a non-denominational church. I think that uh, denominations can sometimes cause separation in the body of Christ. And I don't f really find the need to put a label on my relationship with God. I am a follower of Christ. Um, Christianity or a Christian would be considered a label. But when it comes down to it, I am a servant of the Lord. I am a daughter of Jesus Christ. Um, I don't really feel like I need to ascribe to... Um, a specific branch of Christianity because, again, I think that it causes uh, separation in the body of Christ. I don't think that there should be um, any type of dispute between the body of Christ or separation, um, arguing about which denomination is correct and right. I think that that is wrong. I think that it would very highly um, disappoint the Lord. Um, as far as praying goes, for the most part, I definitely pray in English. Uh, there may be times um, where certain phrases or, like, you know, certain things come out um, in Spanish. Um, but I'd say English 97% of the time. If I'm, if there's, you know, a family member praying, um, then we'll be praying in Spanish. But I won't technically be the one praying. I'm just, you know, um, we're just in prayer together. But, um, like I said, certain things will come out in Spanish. I am fluent in Spanish. So, certain, you know, certain times I will say certain things in Spanish. But, uh not too much um what do you believe is your calling and how old are you i turned 19 back in october um which is crazy i'm turning 20 this year that's insanity um but god willing <laughs> hold up let me go back uh i will turn 20 god willing okay uh my calling is something that i'm still figuring out with god um as far you know as of right now with the platform he has blessed me with i've been very focused on openly and boldly boldly openly and boldly my goodness i cannot read um spreading the gospel and helping as many people as i can through christ and i want to talk to y'all about something right after this last question because this last question is not last question uh this last this next question is the last question um now i can't read or speak english um but you know how can i uh how can you identify your gift our calling and our gifts are things that we can only identify or find out from God. Be in prayer and fast about it. It is the best advice I can give. Focus your eyes on the kingdom of God and ask him to reveal to you your gifts and callings, and he will do so in his time. Matthew chapter 7, verse 7, keep on asking and you will receive. 
um, what you ask for. Keep on seeking and you will find. Keep on knocking and the door will be open to you. Um, so I feel like the calling of every Christian um, is to spread the gospel. We are called to spread the good news and that is where I feel my calling is right now. Um, because again, every Christian's calling and purpose is to spread the good news, which is Jesus Christ and his love and his sacrifice. Um, and with the platform he has given me, which first of all, um, not too long ago, I hit uh i think right now like 10.2k on instagram and i love you guys so much all glory be to jesus praise jesus um i never would have thought that i would you know if you would have told me a year ago that i was preaching so boldly the word of god i would be like no way and and not only boldly open like you know boldly speaking about you know the word of god and you know without shame um i would have such a wonderful community of people um on on uh, TikTok, it's a little more than that. On TikTok, it's twenty point one k, I think, uh, or like twenty one point something k. I, I don't even know, uh, because it's not about the followers. But point being, um, God has blessed me with such a wonderful uh, platform to spread His word, and uh, and it's just so special. And I just want to thank everybody who's been a part of that community. And uh, before I, you know. Um, end this episode i want to say that if anybody out there is looking for community not too long ago i started a discord um called salt of the earth um so if you need community there's a place there um it's a discord a christian only discord um there is a place for prayer requests sharing testimonies uh bible studies there's there's a lot there and uh you know song requests and all this i mean not song requests song suggestions and all that stuff if you want to you know find more godly music for those out there you know that may be struggling with secular music whatever whatever um you know you need is on there um in the way that you know if you you know as far as community goes you know all you need is god yes but if you if you if you have been you know wanting community you can find community there the link is in my uh instagram bio um and what else oh okay before i hop off i want to talk about one more thingy okay uh <laughs> i recently if you made it this far by the way thank you i love you but um i should have talked this talked about this in the beginning of the episode um but i have been giving away free bibles um not too long ago i got a message from my dad when I was at church and, and they gave him, you know, this random guy gave him two Bibles and I posted on my Instagram, hey, anybody who wants a, a free Bible, let me know, I'll, I'll send it to you. I'll pay for shipping and all that stuff. And it opened my eyes to how, you know, how many people need a Bible and might not have the means to get one. So after that, um, I started a little cause and, um, and I started to order Bibles in bulk and get them out. Uh, all of the costs, so all of the donations given, uh go to uh buying bulk order of bibles um shipping because shipping is not expensive uh sorry not cheap um it's a lot more expensive than i thought it was um i've had like my own business in like in high school i had a small little business and i don't remember shipping being that expensive y'all but uh yes so all expensive uh, expenses do go to strictly you know bibles highlighters um little prayer cards and and shipping and uh you know what it was what is it called where you put the thing in the poly mailers or whatever um y'all know what i'm talking about um so yes um and i am posting a lot about the journey on instagram as well if you want to follow me genesis rivera two eyes in the rivera um and yes so if you want to see more about that so you can see where your money's going go ahead check it out there um but yes so if you feel led to give to my ministry and to this cause and um I just want to help me get uh, Bibles out to as much people as I possibly can because there's a there's over a hundred signups right now, um, and my second bulk order, all glory be to Jehovah Jireh because he's been providing my second bulk order of Bibles. It should be, it's a, like around forty Bibles uh, gets here and God willing the next week or so. So um, if you want to give so I could you know buy more Bibles and uh, ship some more out, uh, you know where to find that information. And if you or somebody that you know needs a Bible. Um, sign up um i will try to give it to uh get it to you as quickly as possible like i said right now we have about a hundred signups so um so I'll, I'll get to it as soon as possible just please bear with me and be and be as patient as possible with me please um but yes so if you want to give the link is in my bio and uh if you want to sign up for a bible the link is also in my bio um but anyways i'm gonna end it here 
I love y'all so much. God bless every single one of you listening, especially if you, not especially, but y'all know what I'm saying. If you made it this far, thank you so much uh, for listening because this is a long episode. We're clocking out at about an hour and five minutes. So um, I hope y'all enjoyed this episode. Like I said, if you want to, you know, see more Q&As and all that stuff, uh, let me know and I will do more of these in the future. Um, And yeah, so if you want to follow the podcast Instagram, it's Reforming Our Faith on Instagram. Um... And if y'all like this episode, make sure to, um, you know, give it a little five star rating if you if you would please. Um, and tag me on Instagram, y'all. Like, don't be shy, okay? If y'all if y'all are listening to reform my uh, reform my faith, and you want to tag me, like y'all, like, I reach out, like hello, like if y'all want to reach out or whatever, we'll talk about something, whatever. Don't ever shy away from reach, like y'all. Don't ever, ever hesitate to reach out to me because I love y'all so much. So uh yeah i'm gonna end the episode here but if you um enjoyed it make sure to follow and all that fun stuff um i don't gotta tell y'all um or explain that to y'all um and i will i will see (laughs) y'all i have not been able to speak or read or absolutely anything this episode i'm sorry y'all but uh i'll see y'all in the next episode i love you god bless you um and yeah